Hey everybody, it's me Trisha and welcome back or welcome if you're new to It Girl Thoughts, the podcast where I make a safe space to talk about our stories, our struggles, and any issues that we're facing in today's society and I think that is the motherfucking introduction everybody. I think I got it. I think I got it. Hi guys, I am so sorry that I've been away for such a very long time. I have loads of things to update you guys on and yeah, as you can tell by the title of today's podcast, we're talking about the one and only Aunt Flo, Tom, Bloody Mary, Red Sea. We're talking about periods, everybody. We're going to dive into it. We're going to get kind of factual. I said in my last podcast that I wanted to do a blend of like stories and topics like this where it's more educational, so... We're going to do a mix of like educational and some fun stories that were shared to me to be shared on this podcast. So it's going to have a, we're going to have a really good time. Okay. We're going to have a really great time. So update on this podcast. If you're new here, I do a weekly check-in where I basically talk about my week, but I have been away. So I'm going to have to update you guys on two weeks. Yeah. I have to update you guys on two weeks. So what has happened? Well, <laughs> March has been an interesting month, as I'm sure all of us can vouch for. March for me, especially in the beginning of March, was very eventful. So on March 3rd, that March 3rd, my boyfriend and I took my dad to go see the band Chicago. It's one of my dad's favorite bands of all time. So we went to that concert and it was really, really awesome. And then literally that same week, my boyfriend and I went to the bay area for a little vacation um i took some time off of work i just needed to get away it was just one of those moments where um you know he was starting spring break and i was just like you know what it's time we go to the bay area i've never been up the coast <laughs> i've never been north of california so fun fact about me i have traveled to nicaragua but that's because i'm partially from there I've been to Puerto Vallarta, which is in Mexico. I've been to España. I've been to Madrid and Toledo. And I recently went to Colombia, um, Cartagena, last year. So I've traveled outside of the U.S., but I've never traveled inside of the U.S. Um, the farthest I've gone up north was Fresno, has been Fresno, and that was because my boyfriend is from Fresno and I went to go visit him for the first time in Fresno. So I'm not really good at the whole traveling in the U.S., but I really want to. I really, really want to. I've discovered that I love national parks and nature. So definitely one of my biggest things that I want to do um, is go to national parks. So my boyfriend and I decided to drive up the one, which is from what I've heard, a dream for people to drive up the one. We drove right up the one. We stopped in Malibu, which I've never been to Malibu, and it is very, very nice. Very, very small. It's very small. And then my most exciting part for me driving up the one was Big Sur, because I've always dreamed about Big Sur, and I've always seen the pictures, and I don't know, it was just really, really nice. So we drove up to Big Sur, we stopped, and we just looked at the ocean, and it was just very, very calming, to say the least. Um, so yeah, we were just in the Bay Area. Um, I went to San Francisco, and that is something, that is a place I've always wanted to go to. I don't know why, I think it's just always been like this fantasy of mine, San Francisco. I even wrote a poem about how I've always wanted to go to San Francisco. It's in my book, if you're interested in my book <laughs> but um yeah so we went to san francisco and yeah i just and he just yeah my boyfriend is just simply amazing and he totally knocked two places off my bucket list so it was just a really really nice time and then we come back and then yeah <laughs> um everything kind of happened so yeah it's a really awkward it's a really hard time right now um, my heart goes out to everybody that's in the food industry and anybody that's in hospitality or the service industry because, um, well, <laughs> restaurants and just public places are closed and there's going to be a lot of job cuts and it's going to be a really, really bad impact on people's lives. So my heart goes out to everybody that is transitioning 
through this period of this pandemic and being quarantined. Um, so yeah, um, I'll have links down below links down below oh my god this is not youtube <laughs> i'll have links in my description for this podcast where i find um any help that anybody needs especially with um getting supplies getting food um child care and anything else that i find that is helpful especially during this time um so it's been a really weird time i haven't felt necessarily directly impacted by the pandemic and you know social distancing and and being in in this kind of I guess pre-quarantine state if that's what you want to call it but um I've definitely seen the effect um I guess the only way I've been directly impacted is school so again for those of you who are new I graduated last year from university I was supposed to graduate this year I graduated a semester early however I still have to walk at my ceremony for graduation and we just got an email today saying that um as of right now our ceremony in may has been canceled so that is pretty heartbreaking in for me um and i know for a lot of my friends and i we're one of the first people to graduate in our families and and having our especially my parents not seeing me walk across stage i i did cry today um which for some people is really silly but for me it's really important because um sure people can say like you know you graduated already and you have your diploma and it's like yeah but walking is so much different it's just a whole other experience so but i'm putting all of my positive energy out into the universe out into the universe that this is going to calm itself down especially people really practicing self-isolation really practicing social distancing i myself have decided to start working from home it wasn't mandatory it wasn't mandated by my job but it was offered and I have two parents that have had enormous health problems so I'm trying my best to make sure that I'm healthy so that they're healthy. Um, so I've taken it upon myself to start working from home. I start work from home tomorrow so you know things are things are going um, and then I just had I had a really rough week last week I'm getting I'm gonna get really candid which again if you're new here sorry but I get really candid on here and we get you know we get really personal we become friends um, I had a really tough week last week I just had like this oh I'm gonna try not to burp but okay sorry guys <laughs> I had a really tough week last week um, I was just so anxious. I think I was just more anxious with everything going on, um, with, like, news about the pandemic and the rising numbers, and, you know, my parents have a trip coming up, which I don't think they're gonna go to now, so worrying about whether or not they're gonna go, and their health, and, you know, worrying about, um, my boyfriend and his classes, my best friend and her classes, um, and what that means for them, my job and what that means especially for my tenants tenants that are international and how that's going to work out for them with going home not going home it was just a lot thrown at me and then on friday i just felt such pain in my chest and i was just shaking throughout the day which is a telltale sign for me that i'm having a panic attack and that's something that i've never really talked about or expressed my issues with panic attacks but i, I have them a lot um especially especially when i'm in really high stress situations and um, i won't be able to sleep so friday was just such a bad one and the pain was just so difficult for me and yeah i facetimed my boyfriend and i just cried on facetime and we did I, he, we talked and he kind of gave me this breakthrough idea that um I still haven't really recovered from talking about being molested and how that has affected me like physically and mentally. Um, you know, I was so convinced that after I wrote my book and I put it out there and I really started advocating for more conversation about it and really talking about it that I was quote unquote cured, like I had moved on from it. But um, as my boyfriend and very insightful pointed out that I would tell my previous therapist that I would never really cry or break down or or like the very stereotypical um reactions after you know you've been going to therapy and getting help 
um, my boyfriend kind of put into perspective that these panic attacks are probably my body finally reacting and catching up to this trauma. So I reap what I sow. I always talk about mental health and how that's really important and how people really need to take advantage of, you know, help and receiving help. So I went ahead and I scheduled my first therapy appointment and I had a phone call yesterday and like a pre-screening and so I have my very first official appointment over the phone of course on March 25th so very excited and as soon as I made that phone call yesterday I felt so much lighter and just so much more free and if you're wondering yes my pain has gone away so that was that was awesome um and it's really really hard I will admit it's very hard to acknowledge when you need help um but that's always the first step and again like I said I reap what I sow and I always encourage people to get help when they really need it and I have to take my own advice into consideration but enough about me well meh (laughs) so let's let's dive into this topic I wanted to talk about periods for a while and it was just so fitting to talk about periods given the fact that I got my period while I was on vacation with my boyfriend, which was very annoying. Um, Not because of what people would think, get your mind out of the gutter, but so do I. (laughs) Um, Mainly because, listen, it, it was a very long drive up the one to get to where we were staying, up in the Bay Area. Sitting... In a, and I'm so sorry, I'm going to describe it like this, in a pool of blood, not really fun, you know, like having to stop and having to pee and then change my pad um, all the time is just so annoying. It's very, very annoying and I I hate it. And, um, you know, cramps just on vacation and like weird mood swings. I cried and I was really angry at my boyfriend one night and, you know, all those non-fun things that come with a period. So I decided, okay, that's it. We're going to talk the, we're going to talk about it. We are going to talk about the burdening, one of the burdening biological phenomenons that happen in women. And, you know, periods have just been such a, I'm just learning about periods more and more every time. Um, A little backstory on my first time. I got my period when I was in the sixth grade. So I was like, uh, I was like 11-ish, 12-ish. Um, I remember exactly what I was doing when it happened. I was at an after-school program that my mom would take me to. Um, it was basically like homework help slash like play with kids and, you know, get tired and then come home and you don't have anything to do. Um, and I was, I was like doing my normal thing like we were playing computer games we were outside playing you know they gave us snacks and I went to the bathroom pulled my pants down and boom there it was the brightest fucking spot of red I'd ever seen in my whole life mind you I walked in on my mom I walked in on my mom once when I was much younger, when she had her period, and I cried thinking that she was dying. So, so this wasn't my first rodeo, folks, but I was just like, oh my god, I'm not prepared. I have no pads with me. Um, I don't know what to do. So, I was also very nervous to tell people um so I went to one of the directors of the homework help um her name was Deandra Deandra yes I think it was Deandra I went to her and I told her immediately what happened and the first thing they do was call my mom so they called my mom and my mom came and she was just like oh my god you got your period and I was like yeah what now um so you know granted my mom educated me educated me really well oh my god I'm so sorry like (laughs) I keep fumbling on my words um my mom educated me really well about periods and what to do 
um, especially with my first period. So she taught me how to put a pad on, the different kinds of pads, you know, like the one you wear overnight, the one you wear during the day, how often you have to change them, um, you know, and <laughs> this is so TMI. Well, I mean, this whole thing's TMI, so I'm not even going to apologize. Um, you know, you will sometimes stain your underwear with blood. Um, so my mom taught me how to wash the blood right off. Um, so that it doesn't go through your underwear. So, you know, I got, I, I learned the ropes with my mom and I was so nervous and worried about making sure I would change my pad all the time. Um, for the, my first period, I remember I would wake up in the middle of the night and change my pad <laughs> and my dad thought I was on drugs because of that. So my mom had to explain to him it was the, the time of the month, a, a woman thing, you know? Um, so yeah. And you know, Having this period during my vacation was also just really annoying because my period has changed as I've gotten older. So I, from the very beginning, was regular. I came in like in the middle of the month, like before the middle of the month. So I would come like on the second week of the month. Um, and I and I actually was a very short period kind of gal. Um, my period would only last about four four days tops and it wasn't really heavy so I felt like I had a really good period you know um then it all changed when I got my next plan on which if you don't know what an next plan on is it's a birth control implant it's inserted into your arm um and you replace it every three years as soon as I got my next plan on I had my period for about six months which was a side effect that they did tell me could happen and my body decided that would be the side effect and then after that for the next year and a half that I had it, no period whatsoever. So it, I did not buy any products at all from periods. Um, it wasn't until last August that I was really feeling like I had a lot of complications. Um, I couldn't lose weight. The arm that the explanon was inserted in actually would kind of go numb sometimes which really scared the crap out of me and then other health problems just arised a lot like um a lot of strange vaginal discharge um and that resulting in like really weird conditions that I would have where I would produce too many white blood cells and like my immune system it was just a mess and I can totally go into vaginal health because that's something that I also want to talk about because hmm fair share of that experience but um, I, I took my next one on out and I also, I just wanted to be a little bit more quote unquote natural. Like I just wanted to have my body kind of relax and, and go back to what it biologically does, which is have a period. Um, and you know, the first thing that they tell you when you get you know, your next one on removed is that your next plan, your, your period will come as soon as that next one on is out, um, within a couple of weeks. And it did, my period came within couple weeks when the next one I was out and then um you know I assumed I was going to go back to normal and I did not I skipped a period in November which then freaked me out and made me think the worst and then it came in January skipped February and then it came in March so that's when you know as soon as I had my period um during that vacation I was like okay it's time to talk about periods because these are so annoying and I just felt like my mom could only teach me so much and especially growing up and navigating through you know womanhood and having periods I felt like we didn't get taught enough in school at least I didn't maybe you did maybe you were super duper lucky and your health classes taught you everything but mine did not teach me shit like at all so now that I've introduced the topic, for those of you who are wondering what the hell is a period or menstruation, basically the dumbed down definition that I've been able to find on the internet without any complications, any steps, is blood and tissue from your uterus come out of your vagina. <laughs> Plain and simple, blood and tissue from your ure from your uterus will shed as you don't ovulate an egg and form a child. Um, it'll just shed out of your vagina once a month. Um, if I was to put it in very brash terms, it is 
basically telltale sign that you're not pregnant because, you know, you produce eggs, the eggs will be fertile and will be released in your uterus for a sperm to connect to it. And if there is no egg that meets a sperm and connects to your uterine wall, then your uterine wall will shed. I think I said that right. I'm not a gynecologist or a proper person to know this information, but I think that's what it is. If you hear a page turning, it's it's my notebook because, you know, facts. I'm trying to give you guys facts. Um, so yeah, that that's basically what it is. Um, for people that don't have a period, yes, it is very annoying. And yes, you know, we do have some symptoms. Um, mood swings, cramps, um, cravings, fatigue. One interesting symptom that I don't think people talk about is your change in poop. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I know there's someone out there that's just like, oh my god, yes, I've noticed that too. It's either super hard to poop on your period or your poop is just not as solid as you want that to be. To put it in like non-grotesque but so grotesque terms. Um, yeah, pooping is super duper difficult. Like it's a hit or miss. Um, you're also really horny on your period. Yes, that is true. Uh, for some people, again, that's a symptom. But yeah, it, it's true. You sometimes are horny on your period. And I think it's just so much fun. I think it's so much fun talking about periods with your friends because you just get like so many different symptoms. I remember in high school when I would talk about my period to my friends, I never got cramps. So I didn't know what that pain was like. Um, and you know, my friends would get cramps and they would say it's, it's the worst. Um, I read somewhere that a cramp is more painful than like a, like some cramps can be as painful as a contraction. So just to give you an idea of how painful that is for us folks. So one of the things that I wanted to learn more about is what is the difference and the exact differentiate differ what? <laughs> what is the exact difference between regular and irregular period? So before I get into it, here are some averages. So the average period lasts about two to seven days. That was someone going in the bathroom if you heard the door close. Okay. <laughs> and the average menstrual cycle, which by the way, to clarify, a menstrual cycle means from the time you begin to ovulate to the time that you end your period and then the cycle continues. So basically that. Um, the menstrual average menstrual cycle. <laughs> menstrual cycle. Oh my goodness. Average menstrual cycle. There we go. Lasts from 25 to 30 days. So which is why women get their period usually every single month. Um, because the cycle, it, the continuous cycle. So, with that knowledge, regular periods are basically your consistent, like, on the dot. If I get it on the first, I'm going to get on the first every single month. Um, it's consistent symptoms of PMS, which is premenstrual. What? No. Yes. Yeah. Premenstrual symptom symptoms. Or is it postmenstrual symptoms? I think it's... I think it's used for both. Basically, my point is you get the same symptoms, okay? Um, it's normal bleeding, so you don't find yourself bleeding too little. You don't find yourself bleeding too much. It's just regular, regular bleeding. Um, and like I said, it will happen at the same time, um, which, again, for me when I was younger, that would happen. I was pretty much regular. I never really noticed extensive heavy bleeding or, like, barely any bleeding and yeah I never got cramps I never got headaches or migraines I never really felt tired or anything uh I would just bloat a lot that's a symptom that I forgot to point out but I would just be really bloated now it's different <laughs> so irregular periods are classified as um periods that come too early come later or skip a month which is what I'm dealing with right now as I've 
open getting my periods again after birth control is I am skipping months and it is scaring the living crap out of me. Like it is so, it is so goddamn scary. Um, and it's not just because like, you know, if you don't get your period, you might be pregnant. It's also just because coming from me and my experience of having my next one removed, I don't want that to be an underlying factor that has affected my, um, vaginal health and in some way and I have something wrong so that's kind of my biggest concern but um I've gone to the doctor for it and they just let me know that I'm I've just kind of switched into a regular as of right now so hopefully I'm normal normal out um but then I've also been advised to go back on birth control um and I can do a whole other podcast about birth control because knowing the difference between non-hormonal and hormonal and all the all the pros and cons it's just it's just too much to explain um it's just it's that is definitely for another podcast um so another side of side effect another categorization for a regular is bleeding longer than usual um so again irregular periods could last more than seven days um and you know it'll also vary too every month and then again the biggest thing that bothers me the most is the unpredictable timing of periods so irregular is definitely difficult but um irregular is also common in a lot of women so if you ever have been experienced stuff like this it's very common so while I was on the internet and asking people to give me their stories, I also realized I wanted to share with you guys what I use as products when I'm dealing with my period. So the first thing that I wanted to talk about is the fact that I use pads. Uh, I have tried tampons and I, I just feel, I feel weird. It's not like a, like a thing like, oh, I don't believe in tampons. I do. Um, but I can just feel it and it just doesn't feel right for me. I'm, I've always been a pad girl and it's just been easier for me. Um, so I've recently switched to a hundred percent cotton pads. Um, I, I found them at Target and they're actually pretty decently priced, which I was a little apprehensive about because, um, well, you know, I, I usually buy the Target brand <laughs> because it's cheaper, but yeah, these a hundred percent cotton pads are you know just remove any synthetic chemicals that would be in mass produced pads um that you know could be harmful for your vagina and so i've tried to keep especially in in that region of my body i've tried to be as like natural and organic as possible so 100 percent cotton pads again you can find them at target um i'm pretty sure they also sell them at other places too um i so I used to use a period tracking app and it would really freak me out because it would tell me when I'm ovulating and like when's the perfect time to, you know, try to have a baby. And, you know, it'll like if I missed a couple of weeks, it'll like say like, hey, you might be pregnant. And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. But I've recently gone back into the tracking apps and the one I love the most is called Flow not sponsored by them whatsoever but i wanted to take this opportunity to talk about flow and how awesome the app is so it's completely free to use there's like a flow premium and it gives you just more benefits um but honestly like this app totally has helped me just keep track of my period and also keep track of just oh my god i just knocked this microphone talking um but also just keep track of my period um, I said that keep track of my, um, my vaginal health too. So I have the app open on my phone cause I just wanted to describe it to you guys. So, um, you basically can, um, log your periods, um, and it'll give you a list of things to log. So you can log your weight, sleep, water intake, sex, and sex drive. So you have the options from, I didn't have sex, you had protected sex, unprotected sex, high sex drive, or masturbation. Um, it also has your mood to track every day, symptoms that you're feeling. Key for me and for anybody else that suffers from vaginal discharge, it tracks, you can track the type of vaginal discharge you've had. So from spotting, which is 
a clear indication that you're gonna have your period soon um sticky creamy egg white watery unusual super awesome um and then you can also put in other factors that can affect your period or overall vaginal health like travel stress disease and injury alcohol you also can track your physical activity for the day and you also can track your birth control medication that you take or any medication you have to take which is just it's just so handy to be able to do that every single day um and with every single information you put, it updates accuracy of uh, the app tracking your period. Um, so right now, I am ovulating. I will be ovulating in 28 days, and I have a low chance of getting pregnant right now, which is good news for me. Um, but the one thing that I really love about this app is that, let's say, okay, so I'll give you an example, not really period related, but just an example. Um, the other day I put that my vaginal discharge was kind of like creamy. Um, (laughs) TMI, I know, I'm sorry. But, um, as soon as I tracked that and I saved it, it automatically collects, connects you to a virtual assistant and it gives you information about vaginal discharge and information about, um, what that means, the discharge, um, the different colors and textures of discharge. And they have so many forums on this app where you connect with other people on the app and you basically just talk to each other and ask each other if you have the same symptoms. I connected with so many girls um, on a forum about vaginal discharge and the amount of relatability that and comfort that I have found on this app because of this form is just so awesome and it kind of brings me back to how I really advocate for like women health and creating a place of discussion because again this form just had made me has made me feel much more comfortable with um vaginal discharge and my period in general as I'm navigating those two and you also can take courses so they have like an acne free living course seven day health challenge cramp relief roadmap how to get pregnant bedtime travels fall asleep faster fertility journey like literally so many awesome stuff so definitely check it out it's spelled f-l-o flow um i have it for my iphone and i think it's also available for android i might be wrong i'm not too sure and the last thing i want to share that i personally do for my period is what i call my period pouch which is basically i got like an old ipsy bag um and i fill it with the essentials that i would need for my period and i take it with me everywhere even if i'm not on my period you never never know so on my period in my period pouch i have two regular pads one overnight pad i know that's really excessive but trust me um i have a tampon and i have an extra pair of underwear um again the essentials you never know when it can happen especially for me when i'm regular you never know when it can happen and i bring an extra pair of like tights um i like to wear loose clothing on my period because again i bloat so you know bring an extra pair of tights so definitely recommend that it has saved me a lot especially in high school when boop i would just get my period and have an accident so yeah then when i started doing more research for this little podcast episode I realized there's so many fun facts out there that I literally don't even know about about periods. I wanted to share with you guys them. So, first fun fact. The average woman can expect to get their period 450 times throughout their life. That is a lot. I told that to my mom and she was like, what the actual fuck? And I was like, I know. (sighs) Menstrual cups. Oh, second fun fact. Menstrual cups are deemed menstrual oh my god i'm blah restart trisha number two menstrual cups and period panties are deemed as equal eco-friendly alternatives to pads and tampons so let's talk about those (laughs) because this was a really big number for me so the average american woman goes through roughly 10,000 to 17,000 pads or tampons throughout their life. That is a lot of waste that we are producing just with with feminine products. So menstrual cups are 
made out of flexible silicone and they actually you insert it into your vaginal canal and instead of absorbing like pads or tampons it collects the period in the little cup and you can use it for 12 hours and then you just take it out dump out the blood and wash it and you can reuse it again um and then there are some brands that produce that make a menstrual cup that is reusable for even like years and then period panties are basically panties that you wear and um they have a built absorption um so when you bleed it just absorbs it absorbs about three times more than a tampon or pad and they are reusable you just gotta wash them so especially for anybody that's looking to be more eco-friendly and really conscious about the products that they're using and the waste that they create i think these are two awesome alternatives to think about i personally have been having my eye on the menstrual cup and I think I'm going to try to use it. So I will keep you guys updated on that journey. Another fun fact, which just blows my mind, in the U.S. every year, people spend about $2 million, yes, $2 million on menstrual products. That blows my freaking mind. That is so much money. And you really don't think about it at all. Um, But honestly, I was saving so much money and I would notice it too and how little I would go to like places like Target um, for like for feminine men, like menstrual products. It's just, it's insane. It's a lot of money. And then it makes me think about how people that are below the poverty line or people, you know, in other countries that don't have access to these products how damaging it is for them and how it puts them in at risk and in danger so i'll also have links in this description for the podcast any organizations that i find that really strive to uh, ensure that women um, below the poverty line or in very very poor countries are getting the access to menstrual feminine products so it's always really important to be aware of that This is a myth that I've always heard from the beginning. Um, The idea that like if you have sex on your period, unprotected sex on your period, you can't get pregnant and you can. It's very unlikely, but yes, you can. Let me explain to you because this is a whole explanation that I need to give for you to understand how you can actually get pregnant. So typically you ovulate 14 days after the start of your period so my period ended last week which was oh i'm not good at dates i'm not good at dates hold on today's the 17th um let's say my period ended on the 13th which was last friday 14 days is the 27th so by the 27th i will be i'll be ovulating sperm can live in in your vaginal canal for about seven days so if i were to have had sex on the last day of my seven day period sperm can still be alive for another seven days 14 days go by and boom if there is a speckle of sperm just lucky enough to still be there when I started ovulating, I I would be pregnant. <laughs> I'd be very pregnant. Um, so basically, moral of the story is wrap it before you tap it, folks. Because, uh, well, you know, <laughs> when I found out about that myth, I was just like, fuck. But um, I just, I think it's so hilarious how we tend to learn through just word of mouth, especially me. Um, this is something that I was talking to my mom about, how my mom literally told me, she's like, I taught you a lot. And I'm like, yes, you did. Um, you taught me like a lot, a lot. But then it was just also like other collected information from my friends, um, passed on to me. You know, I, my mom never used a tampon. Um, and I never used a tampon in high school. It wasn't until my best friend told me, you know, do you have a tampon with you? And I was like, uh, t- no, I don't use tampons. And she's like, I do. And I was like, huh, what the fuck? What the fuck is a tampon? I never knew what a tampon was. Um, and it was so funny when I had posted, um, that I wanted stories to share on my podcast. Um, I got to talking to 
old friend from high school, which, um, by the way, hey, Veronica, how are you? Um, but we got to talking about how, um, especially in, like, Latinx families, tampons are just such a taboo. And really getting down to the reason why, it's just purity, being pure. The, I, like, the idea of a pure woman, you know, a virgin, just, like, a saint, and, like, yeah, putting a tampon up your vagina to help you with your period makes you not a virgin and it's not pure and it's not like a woman, like the idea, the the total idea of a woman um, in our eyes. And, you know, that just goes back to how Latinx families, especially very traditional Latinx families, value this idea of religion that has influenced morals. Um, so we got to talking about that, which I thought was super interesting. And then we got to talking about um, just a lack of education. Um, I learned about periods in the fifth grade, and it was just like, you bleed once a month from your vagina, and these are the products that you have to use to not have blood on your clothes. Like... <laughs> like that's what we basically learned um I remember we had like health ed it was it it was literally one day where the boys get separated and the girls get separated and the girls learn about puberty boys learn about puberty and at the end we were given a deodorant (laughs) a pad a I think we gave it we were given a tampon and like something else. And that was literally it for me. I never had health class talk about my period or what to do or, you know, symptoms um of like publications with periods, um any just yeah, I, I didn't get to learn any of that. Most of the stuff that I learned from were just like, hey, is it normal that my head hurts a lot when I'm on my period? Or like, is it is it normal to feel like 10 pounds heavier on my period? It was just more asking questions to my mom. Um, we're asking questions to my friends. It really made me start to realize how we're not that educated as much as we think we are. Um, and we don't really value the education of women health. And, and I think that's so important because especially... I'm such an advocate for vaginal health because just my own experience of going through things and going to so many doctors and having so many conditions. I'm such an advocate for having women be educated on something that on something that's such a sensitive topic as it is. Um, so I was digging around and I found an article from last year. This was a survey done in the UK. Um, they interviewed girls, like teenage girls, um, and it stated how one out of seven girls didn't know what was happening when they got their period for the first time, which is which is alarming to know, and it's like very scary for this very young girl to like see blood coming out of her and just think the worst. Um, and then one out of four girls felt highly uneducated about periods and the menstruation cycle, and. I think that can translate to the U.S. from at least my experience and my understanding and and just conversations conversations I've had with girls where, you know, all of us are just like, what? Is that true? What? I didn't know that. Or wait, really? And I think it's just so crucial that we begin to think about that. Um, If there's things that you can take away from this podcast, I hope that this big issue that I think is a big issue is a big takeaway from this podcast the idea that you don't really get a class dedicated to women health and you don't really get a class that you can talk about your body especially as a woman and talk about these issues um periods are like a weird anomaly you just know that they happen but you can't explain your own period and um, I think classes that focus on women health are really valuable and having girls really understand um, how to track your period, how to track um, your symptoms while you're on your period and you know telltale signs of of cancer risk or or conditions with your period so 
That was just my two cents. Um, so I have a story to share that someone let me let me <laughs> someone gave to me on Twitter. I'm going to keep this person's name anonymous. Um, I'm going to do that with anybody that I share any personal information that they've not given me the okay to say their name. Um, so this is a lovely, lovely girl from Twitter and she wrote me a little story about her period experience. So she said, uh, I saw your call for period stories on Twitter and wanted to share something about my irregular period. I've always known that irregularity isn't uncommon, but I've never known anyone personally. Hopefully, my experience can maybe comfort a listener in a similar situation. I got my first period when I was 12 years old. It was on a Sunday morning. I remember wearing a thick pad during church choir and whispering to my friends about it between songs. But my period has always been irregular. I'd get it maybe every four months, three to four periods in a year. Sometimes I only got it during exam week or after a breakup or just stressful times. Stressful periods. The past year, I only bled after traveling abroad. I suspect my body was going through environment changes or I synchronized with my traveler partner's cycle. This is my normal, according to the doctor. My parents say I am a late bloomer. They've been saying this for years and I'm now 26 years old. I feel lucky in many ways, but concerned that I'm somehow broken. That maybe I won't be able to have kids someday. My body doesn't have a natural tell either. I wouldn't know if I were pregnant if there's nothing missed. During my long-term relationship, I've taken birth control to, con re to regulate my cycle and give me peace of mind, then stopped because of the side effects. I've taken plan B or for peace of mind too. I pee on a stick just by slight changes. My body experiences a different kind of flow. I don't think about periods often, but on the rare occasions I bleed, I think I could one day, I could one day and save not today. Or I could be safe one day and not safe today. It's comforting when the cramps hurt. I try to endure them without painkillers. Pain it's silly how I want to savor what I've been lacking, but it's comforting. I hope this can be useful in your upcoming episode. So yeah. Thank you so much for this story and I totally understand the feeling of feeling like something is wrong, especially for me, skipping my period so often, it makes me feel like, yeah, there is something wrong um, and, and really like listening to your body and really feeling like it has to be a certain way. Um, yeah, especially being a regular it, it's so annoying because you just, you're always struggling to figure out what's going on with your body. Um, and you're always kind of just up in the air, always like testing the waters, like, oh, I might get my period or I might not get my period. Was that a blood stain on my underwear the other day? Is that spotting? Um, was that spotting my period? Because I don't remember when my period was last time on all those crazy stuff that worry you a lot um i think key takeaway too from um this person's story is also knowing that stress plays such a big factor in periods the more stressed out you are the more you're pushing your period back and that's something that i've literally had to find out myself and freak out over and it's just so important to know that because that that plays a big part in your period and in your overall vaginal health too. Um, so thank you guys so much for today's podcast. Um, thank you for listening to for today's podcast. I know, especially right now with the pandemic and, um, you know, cities shutting down and, and, and all of this stuff, it's very, very hard to stay entertained, especially if you're working from home and also very hard just to have your spirits up because of what's going on so this episode was really informational heavy and really just like me being an advocate and blah 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 blah, blah. um i will definitely be making a much light-hearted episode next week just to get your mind off things you know just 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 let go and have a fun time on this channel on um, this channel oh my god this is 
this is a mess. Um, I keep saying channel because I actually used to do YouTube and I just couldn't commit to making videos. So podcast is much easier for me. But anyhow, so I'm definitely going to make a, a light-hearted episode next week just to calm down, just to relax, just to have a laugh or two. So look out for that. And yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to my episode and thank you guys so much for keeping up with me. Um, let me know how you guys are liking my new Instagram because I completely redid the Instagram. I really wanted to have like a cohesive and like themed Instagram just to make it look nice and, you know, start making my own graphics for um, like every week. So I've been really doing that. So let me know how you guys like it. And if you're not already following my Instagram, it's at it girl thoughts one word on instagram and yeah you can dm me you can comment on pictures let's stay connected let's be friends if you're new here on this channel you don't know that every single week we do song of the week here on this i keep saying channel oh my god i am so sorry guys this is just it has been it's been a week if you're new here to this podcast we do a song of the week. And if you're not new here on this podcast, you know what's up. You know what happens. This week's song of the week is actually a song that my boyfriend found and sent to me. My boyfriend and I have similar music tastes, which is so awesome because we'll just send each other random songs and then it'll just be our favorite song. Um, so this week he sent me a song, Lemonade by Iris Temple. It is groovy. It is jazzy. It is just like, it just makes you want to dance. And I love the lyrics too, because especially in this day and age right now, especially with what's going on right now, um, there's a part of the song where it's just like, is something wrong? Is something wrong? Wait, did I just read the lyrics? Is something wrong with wishing for better days where we can get along? Sip on some lemonade. Yeah, there we go. That's it. But I love that. Love that part of the song. Um, it just kind of it just reminds me of right now. I'm just you know, being super mellow, being chill. Nothing wrong with wanting to have better days. Nothing wrong with just wanting to be positive. So thought that would be a good addition to the playlist. If you have not already, please make sure to go follow that playlist. It is titled Song of the Week by the username on Spotify, Acid Puke. Yes, that is my personal Spotify. You can also find all my other playlists that I've made for myself. They're all public, so if you want to take a look, you can go ahead and do so. And yeah, that's it. Make sure you connect with me on my Instagram. Make sure you're following the Song of the Week playlist on Spotify and also just let me know what you guys want to hear next on my podcast. So stay healthy, be safe, take a breather, have fun, eat a brownie, a dance, whatever that brings you joy. And I will talk to you guys on the next episode. Bye. <laughs>